welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we give things a second chance. My name is Danica. And my name's Emma. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hi. I don't really have an intro planned for this one. We missed you. How was your week? Did you have fun on the weekend? So, like, what'd you get up to this weekend? What'd you get up to this week? (laughs) Why didn't you invite us? We want to hang out. God, you know when you suddenly have like plans on plans on plans all overlapping each other and then you go from that to having absolutely zero plans and you're just like sitting at home twiddling your thumbs yep (laughs) it's really weird to go from being like extremely busy and then to have absolutely nothing yeah like it's so nice for like the first hour and then you're just like well now I'm just fucking bored yeah and it's like what am I doing what do I do (laughs) now how do I hang out by myself again? I do like hanging out by myself. Me too. I'm great. I'm a real hoot. <laughs> so I'm really happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a lot of plans this week, but the following week should be kind of busy. Yeah, shit's going to get real busy real soon. Oh, yeah. We have a couple very busy weeks coming up soon. So I think I, I think we should just, like, enjoy the downtime while we have it. Absolutely. It ain't gonna yeah. last. Yep. Hey, Emma. Hey, Danica. What you drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking this week? Uh, this week, I... <laughs> it has been so Why are you hot. laughing? Okay. It's That's been, true. It's been so been hot. Really hot. And, uh... I just needed something super cold, and I really wanted a freezy, but I couldn't find a freezy. So this week, I have a Slurpee, weirdly enough. Hell yeah. It's so Hell good. Yes. A few... I haven't had one in so long. Yeah. I think it was, like, a few weeks ago. Maybe it was even a couple months ago when we had that, like, really weird early heat wave. Yeah. And then yeah. it disappeared for a while. I uh, got a Slurpee when what I really wanted was a beer, but I didn't have any beer. And there's a 7-Eleven really close to my place, and so I did that. But what I did have was a little bit of rum, so I spiked my Slurpee, and I was like, I'm a teenager again. Oh, I should have done that. That would have been great. Yeah, I I accidentally put in way too much, though, and it was rough to finish. Yesterday, I went out, and I had one of those Mexican bulldogs, which is, like, the margarita with the corona in it. With a beer, like, upside down in it. So good. It was so refreshing. I've still never actually done one of those. You, we gotta do it. Okay. We gotta, yeah. All right. It's gonna happen. Twist my arm. (laughs) Yeah, I got my Slurpee from the 7-Eleven in Departure Bay, and I was looking out over the water and it was so beautiful and it was reminding me of like all the times when you and me and our friend Marnie would go to Departure Bay for a swim and we'd go get Slurpees and chips. And, and then there was that there. one year that we brought beer and we had really warm beer in our Slurpee cups. Oh man, I do remember that. Do you remember the time when we were like, mm, I don't know, 14 or maybe 15? Maybe 15. And we all, like, spent the night at your place, and yeah. we didn't sleep all night long, and then at, like, five in the morning, we left the house, and we walked down to that Seven Eleven at Departure Bay, and we got coffee, and we got ice cream, and chocolate bars, and that was yeah. our breakfast, and we just sat, and we watched the sunrise <laughs> over the water, and it was so nice. 
Yeah, it was great. That's an awesome time. Yeah, and then we tried Good to walk memories. home along the beach, but then the tide was coming in, and then we had to yes. pick a different route because we were gonna get, <laughs> well, we were gonna have to swim. Yeah. Ah, memories. Do you sweet, realize that in sweet. September we will have known each other for fifteen years? Oh my god! Let's celebrate. Uh, okay. <laughs> How? <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. We have like a month and a half to yeah. figure it out. We'll have, like, a Friendsgiving or something. Yeah. Uh, Danica. Yeah. What you drinking? I am drinking something from uh, Whistler Brewing Company. It's their Rescue Session Ale. Yum. Yeah. And that's the one where a chunk of the proceeds go to... I don't know if it's specifically the BCSPCA or some other sort of animal rescue foundation but it goes to something that helps animals look at you getting drunk and doing a good thing (laughs) getting drunk and helping dogs that is just that's my brand all over (laughs) that's gonna be our new slogan getting drunk and helping dogs hey guys welcome to second impressions where we get drunk and help dogs (laughs) i'm into it and then we that wouldn't make any sense based on what we actually talk about in the podcast or what we're supposed to actually talk about in the podcast. God yeah. knows we love a tangent. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of tangents, let's get off this one and get into the meaty part of the episode. Yeah, so how do we start talking about this? Okay, so like a couple weeks ago... <laughs> We did the Canadian Heritage Minutes. Yeah. And we mentioned in watching some of the newer ones, we watched one that was about Lucy Maud Montgomery and how it just made us really want to read Anne of Green Gables again. So we read Anne of Green Gables again. We did it. And that's our topic for this week. Hooray. (laughs) We read a book. It's been a while. Yeah, the last book we read was Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And that was a very quick read. That was like a month ago. That was like a month ago, and that book only took like a couple hours. A couple of hours? I think it took me an hour and a half. Yeah, well, mine was twice the size of yours, remember? That's true. That's so true. it took me a couple hours. Yeah. I had to read two stories. <laughs> Double the work. Extra credit. Thank you. That's, you know, really all I've been looking for this whole time. It's just a little bit of acknowledgement for all the hard work that I do. Yeah, okay, reading there kids you go. books. <laughs> so, when was the first time that you read Anne of Green Gables? So, um I don't remember when I first read it, but I did get like a box set for my birthday or for Christmas from a grandparent. I think it was my grandma on my Mm. dad's side. And, um, it was like the six books that are in the series that are about Anne. And then I think there was two books at the end. That's about like her kids or her kid, her daughter. Yes. And, um, I never made it past the first book when I was a kid because um that wasn't really like the stuff I was into weirdly enough like 
I really enjoyed reading Little House on the Prairie, but there was something about Anne of Green Gables that just wasn't, like, hugely appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Um. What did I you got... like when you were a kid? Reading? Yeah, like, what kind of books? Um. Oh, my God. I don't know. I read a... Well, okay, so it's super weird that, like, I didn't really like Anne of Green Gables that much because I did read a lot of books that had females, like, that were around my age as, like, the main character and, like, the heroes of the story. Yeah, I had, like, this series of books that I loved reading, and it was just about, like, it was a bunch of little short stories about girls in different situations, like, being heroic and... Um, I think I probably had, like, six or eight of those books, and I read those multiple times. Yeah, Um, I think I had a couple of the, like, American Girl books. Yeah. Which are basically just that. It's just telling the story of all the different American Girl dolls. Dogs. Um, (laughs) Dogs. (laughs) I just constantly have dogs on the brain. (laughs) I did read a lot of books about dogs when I was a kid, though. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I also read, like, I really liked a good, like, mystery book, like, the Nancy Drews, Hardy Boys, um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, so I'm not really sure, like, why I didn't really like Anne of Green Gables, I, at the time. I think I figured it out now with this read. I'll talk about that later, though. Um, but yeah, I, like, she's an iconic Canadian figure. I, um was really excited when I heard that they were making a series finally, like nowadays when TV is so amazing. When TV's and good. With an e. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when TV's good. Um and actually started watching it when I was doing this read through. So did it I. Was, it was really good. I loved it. I didn't um, make it even through the first episode because I ran out of time because the first episode is ninety minutes. Yeah. I I just watched the first episode, and I'm going to watch the rest of it, but I just kind of wanted to um, have some faces to go along with the characters that I was reading about again. Yeah, and, like, I will say this, we're totally doing stuff out of order, but yeah, um, <laughs> I think that, because I've only seen maybe, like, an hour in the first episode, and I just want to, I think that it's so well cast But, like, as soon as you see one of the people, like, I can immediately tell what character that they're supposed to be because they just, like, perfectly matched the image that I had in my head. Yeah. And I was just like, yep, you're Rachel Lind. And, yep, you're, I mean, I've only met, like, five characters so far. Yeah. Because I'm only an hour into the first episode. But (laughs) it's very well cast and, yeah. I like it. I'm intrigued. I'm going to watch more. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think they just released season two on Netflix, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. When did that series come out? Because I don't remember. Two years ago. Okay. A year ago. Okay. Because it's a CBC production, and I don't remember, like, advertisements for it at all. Yeah. Um but it seems pretty good and I'm going to like do some more research on it and I'm going to watch more of it cuz yeah. I'm liking it so far, but it is uh significantly darker than the book. 
Yeah. But I mean, there is some dark stuff that happens in this book. I was like, oh man, that's that's wild. Lucy Maud Montgomery. That's true. You crazy. We'll talk about that. Um, I guess we didn't and, actually like introduce yeah, the book. Just we should probably say. do. Hey, everyone. <laughs> do you know what Anne of Green Gables is? Because if you're not Canadian, you may or may not know. Um, yeah. Anne of Green Gables is a book from 1908. Yes. Nice. Nailed it. Um, written by Lucy Maud Montgomery, who is a Canadian author. And it's set in a fictional town on Prince Edward Island. And it's about this little girl. Which is on the girl. east coast of Canada. Oh, yeah, which is on the east coast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's about this little orphan girl named Anne with an E. And she's 11 years old. And she thinks that she is getting adopted by these two sort of older siblings that run a farm. And so she goes and she arrives and she finds out that they had actually been wanting to adopt a boy to help out on the farm and not a girl. And then over the course of like a day, they come to really like her and they decide to keep her. And so then it's about Anne and all of her adventures around green gables and her going to school and she's kind of experiencing things for the first time and she's just really funny and she's got a crazy little mouth that she just talks and talks and talks and a crazy imagination just the wildest imagination yeah and a big love of nature yeah okay okay Um, getting back into it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so just to sum up my first impression um, of Anne of Green Gables was that I was just not really interested in it as a child, and um, which is a shame because it's a really great like story for kids and especially like um, Canadian literature. I feel like doesn't get as promoted as much as other literature, like stuff from Britain or America or other places. <laughs> Um, those are the two we, big ones. Yeah, Canada, and that we would get though. Yeah, and I think it's like really important to celebrate Canadian authors. I was just reading the paper today, and an Nanaimo woman, she's like seventy, just published her first book. Aww, I'm, I'm gonna go get it at the library so That's I can read so it. Sweet. Yeah, she was like in the article. She's just talking about how she's so happy. She never thought it would happen, and and it's like got shortlisted for some prize. In, oh um, damn yeah in like crime fiction or whatever oh shit like, get a girl go girl i wish i wrote down her name but i did it that's okay yeah you'll have to find it and you'll have to tell me because now i'm curious too yeah um, i don't really read crime fiction but i will i will support this lady from my hometown yeah that's so cute uh tell me about your first time with Anne of green gables i didn't read Anne of Green Gables until I was in university. Really? Yeah. I was taking a children's literature course, and we were kind of going through the entire history of kids lit, because it's, the history is a lot shorter than I anticipated, and you can kind of cover a lot of ground in a very short amount of time. Like Really? You, Oh, yeah, like, just a couple hundred years, really, because things just weren't written 
for children for a really long time. Mm. And then when they were, they were pretty bad for a really long time. <laughs> like, it was a lot of um, uh, morality stuff. Oh, yeah, like the fables and... Yeah, so a lot of the things were either, like, very, very scary, basically trying to, like, fear, use fear to make kids act a certain way. Yeah. Um, And then when stories became a little bit more pleasant, they would still always be focused on, like, morality, and there's, like, an obvious lesson that's really ingrained in it, or whatever. Um, And so you don't really start seeing more I guess fun and interesting children's literature until pretty recently so yeah so we read like a bunch of old fairy tales and a bunch of old like poems and stuff that were meant for kids and then we started getting into more modern novels and Anne of Green Gables was one that we had to read and then the most recent one that we got to read was Harry Potter and that was great yeah yeah Although that's still, like, from the 90s, so they could have gotten more reason, but whatever. Still right. very culturally impactful as far as children's literature goes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I didn't get my first experience with it until I was, like, 19, 20. Mm. And I remember enjoying it, um, but I also remember not getting into it as much as I probably would have had I been reading it for pleasure and not for school. Yeah. Because you're reading it for school and, like, I had a full course load and I had a job and I just had a lot going on. So I would, you know, skip pages when I felt that things weren't super important and I would look at Cliff's notes to get the really important stuff that I needed for class and that kind of stuff. So I feel like I would have really liked it as a kid. Um, but I don't know. I just didn't, it was just never in my collection of books. I obviously knew, like, who she was, because she's a pretty iconic character. Yeah. And I think everyone knows if you're Canadian. Mm -hmm. I think you eventually learned, like, who she is, um, one day. And there's even, like, a little Anne of Green Gables museum on PEI. Yeah, I want to go. (laughs) Yeah, I would want to go, too. I want to go to PEI anyway, because I know that it's, like, very cool and beautiful. And it's just so wild to me that it's an entire province, and it's smaller than the island that we grew up on. I know. That's so cool. And also (laughs) wild. So I totally want to go there. Yeah. Um, And I've been on the East Coast before, and it's just, like, so nice and so pretty. And I would just really like to go again, because I haven't gone for... Wow, over 10 years. Oh, really? And that was, oh, yeah, and that was to Nova Scotia, so I would really like to go again and then go to PEI this yeah. time. Yeah. One day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Let's fucking do it. expensive to fly across the country. I know. It's like... Canada sucks. Yeah. No, Canada is amazing. Canada's airlines suck. I mean, like, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> We can say uh, that as Canadians, but yeah, it's, it's like, I, I get that Canada's really big, trust me, like I know, Canada's really, really, really big, and it's wild, just exactly how enormous it is, 
but man, why does it cost like $1,000 to fly across the country? I have no idea. That's so crazy. Yeah. Because we have a friend in Halifax, and we've seen him maybe two or three times over the last five years. Wow. Because he just can't. He's in school, and he just can't afford it. That's crazy. I know. It's a shame. And when my sister lived in Halifax, and we were still on the West Coast, like, that was her Christmas gift, was my parents would, like, pay for her to fly out for Christmas. Yeah. And that was what she got. And then, like, socks. (laughs) because what can you do it's like it's wild yeah but it's lovely everyone should go if you get the chance (laughs) okay uh before we (laughs) before we move on to our like second impression part i found the author's name that i was just talking about oh okay what is it uh her name is sally hill breward okay uh, B-R-O-U-A-R-D, and the book she just released is called Puzzle of Pieces. Okay, I'm going to look it up. And it's available at Chapters. Nice. Yeah. I usually have a few gift cards kicking around. Yeah. I'm going to go to the library. That's good, too. Get it. It's pretty so, cool library. Speaking of the library, actually. Hmm. So, I went to the library... Because I got, like, the Goosebumps books that we read at the library. And I was like, cool, I don't have to spend any money. Like, I can just go to my local library and rent a book. So yep, that's I, how that works. I, I went to the library. I was like, of course they're going to have, like, a million copies of Anne, and Green, Anne of Green Gables. It's, like, an iconic book. Classic Canadian children literature. Like, Everyone it's going to be there. It. Yeah. yeah. So I go to the biggest branch that we have in town here, downtown, and I'm looking at the shelves. I find, like, I don't even know, number four, maybe, like, Anne's House of Dreams on the shelf. I'm like, okay. Okay. But, and that was the only one I saw on the shelf. I'm like, okay, maybe they're just super popular and, like, they're all rented out right now. So I go to the computer, type in the book. There is no copies in Nanaimo at all. The closest copy is in Comox, which is, like, I don't know, two hours drive away. That's crazy. I know. So, I think I'm going to go to the used bookstore and see if I can find a couple of copies and donate them to the library because they They should should be in there. Yeah. Readily available at all times. Like, I was floored. So, I had to go to chapters and buy a copy because I didn't know where if I still had my old copies and where they would be and the used bookstore was closed so I couldn't go in there isn't it old enough that it's like free use at this point um oh when did she die (laughs) um well it was published in 1908 and she died in uh I don't know. Let me find out. Because uh, it doesn't matter about when it was published. It matters about when she died. Oh, she died in 1942. She was only 67. I think. Whoa. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. Well, okay. She was only 67 when she died. But in that time, she wrote like 20 novels and 500 poems and over 500 short stories. Damn, girl. Like, 
okay, Alexander Hamilton, who do you think you are? That's <laughs> wild. That's so much. Uh, Although I guess Hamilton also died super young and he also wrote like a buttload in that amount of time. <laughs> but like, that's fucking crazy. That is one of the things that I was going to bring up with my second impressions is I didn't really realize how much she wrote. She wrote yeah. a buttload. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's wild. What's that thing called when something is free for everybody to use? I don't remember. We talked about it in our very first episode with 1984. No. Did Didn't we? we? Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um. Well, <laughs> anyway, the only point that I wanted to make is that I um, just found a PDF. Oh, did you? Well, yeah, because I-, I thought that it had been enough time. Well, it must be if you could find a PDF. Yeah, and I think we did for, no, we didn't for 1984. We had physical copies. I think in Canada, it's like 50 years after the author's death, but I don't know if they like, if it was longer before, because I know in the UK, it's 70 years after the author's death. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Then it's like free to use, so I wasn't sure if like, you know, if, uh, so she dies in 1942 and say the law back then is like 70 years after the author's death, if they change it, like, does that change also for things that are like waiting to become, um... Yeah, I think it does. What is the word? Oh! I don't remember. Hang on. Public, bug some, me. public, I don't know. How long after an author dies is there book free <laughs> i don't know how else to what did, the question what did you type it i wrote how long after an author dies is their book free <laughs> <laughs> that's better when i what i put uh, i just put canadian free use thing <laughs> i think it's just called public domain yes yeah i was halfway there yeah and yeah depending on the country it's either 50 or 70 years yeah. And I, I'm quite positive that in Canada it's 50. Oh, it for sure is. But I was just wondering if, like, back then, was it 50? Because they can change it. Like, the government can change it. <gasps> they can do that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that if, um, that if something is waiting and then it gets shortened, then, I mean, yeah. It'll just get shortened. I think so. Well, I don't know. It probably depends on whatever kind of um, copyright contract you have. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, so I went to Chapters and I just bought a copy because it was like $10. (laughs) I told Travis, I was like, if it's more than $10, I won't buy it. And I'll just go to like the used bookstore the next day and get a copy. But if it's under $10, I will buy it. (laughs) And it was $9.99. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's great. And it's like a super cute cover. Now I want to get all of the other ones that are of this edition too because it would look great on my bookshelf. Aw, that's so cute. Not to actually read them, just to display in your home. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I have to buy them off of like Simon & Schuster's website directly unless I can get them at the used bookstore because Chapters doesn't sell that edition anymore. So it was like their last copy of Anne of Green Gables of that edition. Wow. So... Yeah. They had, I think, like, 20 other copies of different editions, but... 
oh yeah like this book has been published and republished many many times well yeah i mean the edition that i have was only published in 2014 and there's already a new one like that's so recent yeah that's crazy. They're just really shoving this book on everyone. And so then why does your freaking library not have any copies? I know. Get it so, together, Nanaimo Library. If I still have my old box set, like, I'm going to go donate it to the library. Oh, that's really nice of you. Well, now I can get these new editions. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have two copies of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Let's I was going to ask you something our... and I totally forgot. Oh, okay. No, I forgot. Oh, you can ask me later then. Okay, I will. God, this is a mess. Let's move on. (laughs) Yeah, this is a rough one. Um, Are we in our second impressions already? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, right, so you got it from the library. (laughs) Yeah. No, you tried to get it from the library. No, I bought it. I bought it. Right. Okay. I like how I just agreed with you. (laughs) You were like, yeah, yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. I could say anything right now and you'd just just be like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's such a tired one this time around. And also, it's just, like, it's so hot. I don't know if I can do many more episodes with the window closed in this room because it's so freaking hot. Yeah. But I live by the hospital, and I don't want you guys to hear any sirens. Yeah. Well, it might just be a sacrifice that the listeners we'll have, have to, to make, make. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... So reading it this time around, it hasn't been that long since my first impression, Um, but there was nothing that, like, really, really stuck with me the first time around. Yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, it's Anna Green Gables. Everyone's read this book, and it's about time that I'm reading this. And I think I mentioned in the Goosebumps episode that there's just a lot of, like, classic children's literature that I just never read because I was reading like young adult literature super young yeah um but i think that this book would have been still good for me to read because there are some like Anne likes to use big words it's one of her things (laughs) so i feel like it would have been good for me as a kid since i also enjoyed big words um but anyway yeah reading it this time around i had a much more enjoyable time because i could like yeah well yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I could, like, take my time with it. And yeah. um, I didn't have to focus on, I don't know, what I was going to discuss in class and think about, you know, themes and blah, 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 and whatever. I could just read it and enjoy it. And that made it a lot more fun. Um, I will say that I got kind of bored around the halfway mark mm-hmm. between like 50 percent to like 70 percent of the book i was just a little bit bored and it felt a little bit repetitive and i started just kind of like breezing through sections that felt like they were just repeating yeah because Anne will go on these like really long soliloquies and just talk and talk and talk and I definitely there were times when I skipped like an entire page and I was like I didn't miss anything (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah because she just talks and then Marilla is just like you talk a lot 
but I like you anyway. And then the chapter ends. Yeah. A lot of the chapters end like that. It's just like, this funny thing happened. Anne talks a lot. Marilla, like, admonishes her for talking too much, but she secretly likes it. And then the chapter ends. Yeah. So, I don't know. It reached a point where it was just like, and this event, and this party, and I experienced this, and then there was this boy, and small town gossip, and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't really care anymore. Um, (laughs) And then I got interested in it again when she was studying for the entrance exam. And then I was just like, okay, cool. There is a story here. And then I was in it because the book takes place over the course of like five years. Yeah. I think it's from when she's like 11 to 16. Yes, exactly. So there's a lot that you have to just like breeze over. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like it reaches the book reaches a point where it's like a weird highlight reel. Yes. So it's like, and when she was 13, this happened. And then when she was 14, this thing happened. And then this thing happened and blah, blah, blah. And now she's 16 and studying for the entrance exams or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. So that part kind of lost me. But otherwise, I had a really good time. That's good. Yeah. What about Well, thanks. I had a very, like, mixed experience reading this book because even though it's been... I don't know, almost 20 years since I first came in contact with it. Like, I can still remember that initial reaction of just not really enjoying it. And Mm. so I didn't enter this, um, whatever, experience, I guess, with as clear of a palette as I could have. And, uh... While I was reading it, I quickly discovered why I wasn't so interested in Anne as a child, and it's because Anne and I are just two completely different people. I could not relate to her at all. Um, She's incredibly talkative. I was really quiet as a kid. She's so flighty and just yeah constantly has her head in the clouds and I feel like I'm incredibly like realistic and grounded and there's just yes, like yes you are <laughs> thank you um there's just like nothing that I could really like latch on to that um kind of put me in Anne's position like I, I had a hard time like empathizing with her and <laughs> even this time around I was just like yeah, I can see myself in Marilla quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just the old lady oh, in the story. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy reading the book. Like, I want to read now the other books in the series that I haven't read before. And I'm going to. Um, yeah, I didn't realize there were so many. I thought that there were more because my box set was larger, and so, but I I see now that those books were like not part of Anne's life so much as they were. Right, it's just like related. Yeah, so um, I was like, oh, there's only six that Anne is like the main character, and then there's like four that her daughter is in. I don't know. Oh, wow. Um, That's quite a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lucy Maud Montgomery wrote a lot, we found out, so. Yeah, man, the chick could write. Yeah. 
but yeah, I also agree that like the book felt felt kind of like stilted at times. It was just like episodic almost, where it wasn't so yes, much a, co- a cohesive storyline as it was just like now this is happening and now this is happening and that's happening. <laughs> it was like reading a TV series. Yeah. Yes, it was like, and in this episode, Anne dyes her hair, and that you would read that story, and then it's like, and in this episode, we start a story club, and then you would read about that. (laughs) So it it's kind of funny because, like, yeah, it translates to TV so well, and it would be a really good book if you would just like read a chapter of it every night, yeah, and then put it down, and then pick it up and go along. Um, but I wasn't reading it like that. I was just kind of, like, blasting through it. Yeah. And just trying to, like, have a good time. And then as, um, it was getting closer and closer to us recording this episode, I was like, oh, no, I have to, like, I have to read a lot tonight. Oh, and yeah. That's same. That's why it started to get, like, really boring, because it was just like, okay, here we go again. But if yeah. I had, if I had, like, a couple months to read it and I was just doing it a chapter at a time, then it would be great. And that's the thing, like, I like books that I can, like, get into and just, like, blast through them in a week or so, and this book, like, as try as I might, like, I wanted to read this book, I was enjoying it, and I just couldn't read it very quickly. It was a slog. Yeah. You know, there are the books that you can't put down, and and there are the books that, like, you have to put down, and this is one of them. No goosebumps, let me tell you. No goosebumps where you have to read it so the scary stuff ends. Yeah. Yeah. I I do want to talk about my favorite chapter, I think, just because it was kind of weird but really cute. And it's chapter 25 that's entitled Matthew Insists on Puffed Sleeves. Yeah. It's really good. Matthew is um, the older gentleman that first meets Anne and picks her up from the train station, and it's he and Anne have like a really tight friendship, but he has nothing to do with raising her. He leaves that all to his sister Morella, mm-hmm. and uh, he notices Anne with her friends, and he sees that something's off, and he thinks about it for like a couple of hours. It says in the book, which is hilarious yeah, he can't to me. Figure out what's different. He's like, yes. something is different. From Anne, from all of the other girls. Yes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and he and... has to, like, sit down and have a hard think about what it is. With, like, his pipe and... <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> and then he realizes that she doesn't dress like the other girls because Morella is a very sensible lady and she dresses Anne in these very, like, plain fashions. And mm-hmm. Matthew realizes that he's not going to get anywhere if he approaches Marilla and asks her to get Anne a new dress so he just decides to go do it but he gets so flustered by the whole ordeal he ends up coming home from the store with like a rake and 20 pounds of sugar and 20 pounds of brown sugar and Marilla's like what the fuck am I supposed to do with this I use white sugar in my baking Matthew yeah and he was just like I thought it might come in handy And then so he, like, asks the neighbor lady to make Anne a dress, and I don't know. I was just – I love Matthew and Anne's friendship. It's so pure. They – yeah, they have a really great relationship, and I think Matthew is a really interesting character 
And I don't think I paid enough attention to him the first time that I read the book. Yeah. But I was really, yeah, I like, I had my eye, I had my eye on him this time around. Yes. <laughs> um, Because I was just kind of trying to figure out what his deal was because he's so nervous and he's so reserved and he's so quiet and he particularly hates women and yeah I won't won't say hate but he is extremely nervous around them yeah he like doesn't know how to interact with them at all yeah so he pretty much just tries to avoid all women yeah and I was wondering if maybe he is somewhere on the autism spectrum Mm. but because we didn't have as much information about that as we do now maybe that was just the way that people saw anyone who had like asperger's or was like anywhere on the autism spectrum yeah they were probably just like oh you know they just don't really like strangers and they just kind of keep to themselves and they're kind of reserved. But it's like, yeah, he shows a couple of the signs. He doesn't really look people in the eye and he never goes out of his way to talk to people if he doesn't have to. He has, yeah. like, a few people that he is familiar with and that he can approach and talk to comfortably. And that's it. Yeah. And nobody else. So, yeah. I don't... That's my don't... speculation. I don't remember. Um, did they talk about, like, was there a reason why Marilla and Matthew never got married? At the very end of the novel, um, Marilla reveals that she and Gilbert's dad had a thing when they oh, were young. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. And then he, and this is kind of funny because it, shows like how similar marilla and Anne can be when they've spent the their entire relationship being like polar opposites right yes so you find out that um gilbert's dad did something to piss off marilla and she never forgave him for it she was so stubborn and she was like i should have forgiven him and i should have just gotten over it and i wanted to but i i couldn't and so i refused and then they just had, like, a falling out. And so it was pretty much exactly like Anne and Gilbert's relationship for the longest time because he teased her, like, yeah. immediately when they met each other. And she just refused to be his friend for five yeah. whole years. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he apologized. Like, he apologized right away yeah. and was constantly trying. Multiple times, yeah. <laughs> multiple times. He was just like, I'm really sorry, like... I'd really like to be your friend. And she was just like, no, you insulted me and I will never forgive you. Because she's very dramatic. And most indignant. So indignant. The most indignant. <laughs> and Marilla can be pretty indignant as well. So oh, yeah. yeah, it was a very cute, it was a very cute moment. So yeah, I guess she just had that one bow. And after that, just never really met anyone else that she wanted to settle down with. And then yeah, and then the excuse that they had for Matthew was just that he is just really, just, like, doesn't like women and is really awkward around them. Right. And so he just never did. Yeah, I just, like, blasted through that part. You were just like, gotta yeah, finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get out of here. Gotta do it. Yeah. 
It was a, it was a pretty cute moment. <laughs> Maybe I ha- I need to. I think I need to reread like the last hundred pages of the book because I just read them the other day and I was just so tired. I just had to do it. I mean, yeah, like I was saying, I think that's when the story really picks up again. Mm-hmm. And it kind of stops being episodic and you start to see... Because Anne has to, like, plan for her future, right? Yeah. And she starts getting yeah. these opportunities. Yeah. And she does really well in her teaching exams and she gets a scholarship and she has this opportunity to go to university and then... The end of the book is, like, really kind of devastating because a bunch of shit happens at once. Yeah. And it's, like, a lot. So, spoilers up ahead. Uh, Matthew dies, tragically, just, like, yeah. on the doorstep. Yeah. And they lose all of their money because the bank that they were, this, like, little private bank that they used was, like, bankrupt. And then Marilla is probably going blind, and she might be blind in at least six months. Yeah. And all of these things are happening at once, and Anne is, like, visiting home before she is going away to university in the fall, and all of this shit happens, and she decides to give up her scholarship so she can stay and be with Marilla, and she's like, I'm just going to teach at the school in the nearby town and i'll come home on weekends and i can be here on holidays and we can just be together and it'll be fine and marilla's like no go to university don't give up your scholarship and Anne's like no 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 like this is my home and my family and marilla is also going to sell the farm because she has no money and she won't be able to run it if she's alone and blind (laughs) yeah and yeah so Anne decides to stay and then you find out that um, Gilbert had been promised a teaching position at the school in town, and he gives it up so that Anne can stay and teach there, and he'll go to another town and teach. And that's when she finally forgives him and agrees to be friends. (laughs) It's like, uh, you could have done this a long time ago, but okay. It's all good. Yeah. So yeah, the end of the book is like very dramatic and a lot of things happen. Yeah. But it's 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 nice in the like quiet moments of it, but it is a lot and it's like really devastating when it's just kind of all happening at once. Yeah. And that's life sometimes. When it rains it pours. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, I mean, I I think I enjoyed my time with Anne of Green Gables this time around. That's good. It's a strange. It's a strange read. It's like yeah, such a, it's, it's such an old book, but it doesn't necessarily feel that old, except at certain times. There are certain things that really, really like bring out the age of it. Yeah. Like okay, so there was this one like detail that I read and I was just like what like that's really weird and they were talking the girls were talking about how when they turn 17 they can start wearing their hair up oh yeah 
And they were like, oh, this one girl in school, she's 16 and she already wears her hair up. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait until I'm 17 because that's when you're supposed to do it. I was like, what are you talking about? You can't wear your hair up? And then it's like this other girl and it's like, oh, well, she wears her hair up when she is at school. But then when she goes home, she has to take her hair down because her mom doesn't let her wear her hair up. And I was like, like what is this? It's like the equivalent of us wearing makeup at school yeah <laughs> in high school yeah I mean I I can't relate to that personally because like I didn't my parents didn't care mm-hmm. and I also only had like sort of an interest in makeup because I was used to stage makeup like I only wore stage makeup for a really long time so I wasn't interested in like regular everyday makeup until I was yeah. I don't know a preteen I guess and then my parents uh, didn't really care because it's like, well, I already own makeup. But I own crazy stage makeup. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, I have no idea what this is. Like, this is just a very weird old cultural tradition that I've never heard of. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> and it was really funny how they would gossip about each other. And it just yeah. kind of felt like 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 school. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be that way in a small town sometimes. Yeah, when you have nothing else to do. You know, television's not around yet. Although gotta clearly... Kill, gotta kill the time somehow. Clearly, Lucy Maud Montgomery was ahead of her time with her nice little half-hour TV <laughs> episodes. TV chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they had, like, they had publications mm-hmm. back then, and people would have, like, you know, weekly or monthly publications or whatever. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. And that understandably translates to a television format easily. Yes. Uh, me- what else did I want to talk about? What were you <laughs> going to say? I was going to ask if you want to get into the rubric, but if you got more to say... Oh, no, I had a couple more things to say. I was just going to, I just wanted to talk about nature. Oh, yeah. Nature is so beautiful in this book. The descriptions are arguably the best thing in the book. The way that she describes PEI and the farm and everything is just like, it's so magnificent. Yeah. And it's so dreamlike. and. It totally, like, transports you to that place. Sorry, I'm trying really hard not to burp right now. (laughs) And you're just, like, you're just, like, whisked away, and it's kind of fantastical, her descriptions of nature. I feel like that part of the book is, I guess, my favorite part of, like, Anne. It's just, mm-hmm. like, the way she sees the world. It's so amazing and wonderful and beautiful. And in a way, like, I almost feel bad that I don't feel that way when I look at a tree or some flowers or something. But Aww. it um, gives me, like, a greater appreciation. And especially now being back in Canada, like, I've been away for a while and then back on the west coast especially where it is so gorgeous here i just i love it i love the nature 
Mm-hmm. And I love that this book appreciates nature as hard as it does. It's like yeah. nature's number one fan. It punched me right in the heart. Because be, <laughs> like, being like a West Coast kid and being like an island girl and whatever. Yeah. You just were kind of naturally like nature bitches. <laughs> because how could we not be, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was kind of laughing to myself because I was thinking of Anne in the modern day and she would be one of those girls that like goes to a botanical garden to like take photos for her Instagram. Oh yeah, she would be hard into the Instagram. Yeah, or she like goes to the Cathedral Grove and like takes photos of the trees and like her in nature and stuff like that and then would have like some sort of cutesy (laughs) i don't know passage in the caption about nature and stuff like that and i was just like yeah yeah i don't do that but i can sure relate to it yeah it was just nature bitches nature bitches so anyway yeah all of the (laughs) passages that just um that were just descriptive of the surroundings were very very good and, and normally they're, they're I find those so boring. Yeah, but I think it, I don't know. There was something pastoral about yeah. it. That is the most correct word anyone has ever used. Thank you. I feel like I've been really struggling with a lot of my words for this episode. And the fact that I just pulled pastoral out of my ass like <laughs> makes me very pleased. I haven't thought about that word in many years. Marnie is going to be so proud of you. Hi, Marnie. I used pastoral in the correct way. Are you proud of me? (laughs) She better be. Yeah. But no, it's totally pastoral. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's very good. Oh, yeah. And then going back to um, what I was kind of talking about before with, like, early children's literature is how they were – it was, like, all about morality and, like, teaching lessons and stuff. Yeah. For a really long time. This is definitely that. Um, the book is, like, way more Christian than I remembered. Yeah. Which I found kind of surprising. I was like, oh, I don't really remember this. But I was trying to think about, like, where in my curriculum for that course that the book, like, fit. And I was like, nah, no, I guess it sort of fit in into that like time period yeah because as much as it is like episodic and Anne even says this herself near the end of the book she's like every mistake that I've made I've like learned something from it and I've grown from it and so all of these like silly adventures that she has like fucking up a cake or you know buying hair dye off of a peddler and then it not working properly and (laughs) needing to get all of her hair cut off like she learns a lesson from all of these things and then she doesn't make the same mistake again she really prides herself on that she's like i make mistakes but i never make the same mistake twice yeah so i was like yeah you can still tell that this is aimed towards children because it is trying to teach a lesson but it does do it in a funny way, so I can still appreciate that. Yeah, I think it does it in a way that if you're 
you know, a little older or you're not reading into it as much, you can like gloss over that and just enjoy it for what it is as like Anne's story. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of, she makes a lot of mistakes, man. <laughs> oh boy, does she ever. Uh, but that's why, that's like what makes her endearing or whatever. Supposedly. <laughs> Maybe a little relatable. She's so relatable. Have you ever fucked up a cake? Yeah. What'd you do? Actually, um, not so much a cake, but like cookies. I made mm. I made sugar cookies and I mixed up the salt and sugar measurements. <gasps> That's so classic. I love that. It tasted bad. <laughs> that is a classic like cookie mistake. Yeah. That's really rough. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Those would have been some salty-ass cookies. Yeah, I I just made them again, and I made them right. Oh, good job. I haven't done it since, so... Hey! Just call me, Anne with an E. I will. That's, uh... If you read your name backwards and change the M's into N's, then that's Anne with an E. Just call me, Am with an E. Yeah, okay. If that's what you want, I mean, I'll do it for you. Thank you. Thank You're you. <laughs> it's my, Changing it's my, name. my honor. Am. Am with an E. <laughs> oh, ah, that's really good. So okay. Funny. Shall we get into the rubric? Yeah. Let's grade this bitch. Fun factor. Go. I had, I want to say moderate fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a barrel of laughs, but I did have a pretty good time reading it. And yeah, I think as we mentioned before, I would have had a better time if I took it really slowly and I just kept it like on my nightstand and I just read a chapter every single night for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Like moderate fun is good. I think maybe I'd say like... Seven out of ten E's and with an and with seven out of ten E's. I like that. <laughs> I, I think I'll go with like six for me. Six six out of ten. Yeah. Um yeah, I would give it a six, except for the fact that I had a much better time than I thought I would, so I'm giving it an, an extra point for that. That's fair. That's yeah. good. And I'm glad that it was better than you expected. Yeah. So and and so yay <laughs> yeah and and I gained a bit of insight into my first experience with this book which I don't know if that's happened yet with some of our episodes yeah like usually really it's very good. usually it's really obvious to me like what I did or did not like about something but this was just is I couldn't More place my finger on it yeah and this yeah. time I was just like oh damn this is why <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Um, Uh, Was it worth it? Yeah, totally. I agree. For for reasons I just explained. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of like did that already. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was totally worth reading it again and not having to do it for for a class. Yeah. And getting to 
read a Canadian classic and taking the time to, like, appreciate it properly, I guess, is what yes. I'm going for. Yeah. Um, Because it is, like, super iconic and Anne is just this, like, I don't know, she's this, like, cultural phenomenon that we have in Canada and I felt really bad that I hadn't read the book for as long as I had. Yeah. I felt like a lot of like weird shame and guilt that I was like 19 or 20 or whatever and I had never read Anne of Green Gables. I was like something's wrong with me. I'm a bad Canadian. (laughs) Um, So yeah I'm glad that I got to like do it and do it properly. Good. I'm glad. Me too. I'm glad for both of us. So would you do it again? Um, I don't know. I think that I would maybe read it to my nieces and nephews yeah. if they were into that. Because I feel like I would have liked it as a child. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think if I get it for my nephews and for my niece then they might be into it. So I could maybe see myself doing that and reading, like, small snippets together, like, to a kid, but I don't know if I would read it for myself anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think I would read it for myself maybe in, like, a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Give myself a little bit of a break. I definitely want to read the next books in the series. And, yeah, I could totally see myself reading this to some small child in the future especially because it is so episodic like you can just read a chapter and then you're like okay we're done (laughs) that's it exactly like that yeah that's also why it's good for kids because maybe they're only interested for a chapter at a time oh yeah like I remember as a kid I would just read one chapter a night like that's it yeah and um yeah so I'm excited for that I'm super glad that I read it now as an adult because Obviously, when I read it when I was, I don't even know how old, maybe like 11, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to count that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it left no impression on you, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, zero. Yeah. And honestly, it is still, like, mind-boggling to me that I enjoyed books that were so similar to this, and yet, just, like, because I didn't find that connection with Anne, I was just like, bye. (laughs) Yeah gonna go read my little house on the prairie yeah i'm gonna read my other i don't know rural fiction yeah and then now i feel really bad because the only difference from that and anne of green gables is that that one was american yeah and it was from a whole family not an orphan but like orphan anne of Green Gables, and then there's a little orphan Annie. And they both have red hair. Oh my god. And they're both very imaginative. Oh no. And they both get adopted by people, like, older, much older people. <gasps> what have we discovered? I don't know. <laughs> All <laughs> red-headed Anns are orphans? No. I, that's no. not right. No. Or is it? This also makes me think of, like, Pippi Longstockings. 
Oh, man. Yeah. What's with all the redheaded orphans? Do people just hate red-haired children? I don't Wait, know. Some of, yeah, actually. <laughs> some people do. Yeah. That's really funny and weird uh. and messed up. Hey, <laughs> uh, writers, stop making redheads orphans. Please. <sighs> anyway, I think I'll read the other books in the series. Because I've never read them before. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna continue watching um, the CBC series. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm very intrigued by it so far. It is kind of dark, but it's, it's, like, pretty well done. And I'm just really curious to see where they go with it. And it's also, like, I don't know. It's really funny because it is, like, very, very true to the book. And then very not in other yeah. ways yeah so i'm just yeah it piqued my interest so i'm gonna keep watching that and i will report back in the future cool great <laughs> well <laughs> how do we end this thing you, dear you listeners, usually do <laughs> dear listeners have you read anne of green gables or seen anne with an e on netflix or cbc let us know you can find us on Twitter at Impressions Pod and also Facebook, Instagram, and Vero at Second Impressions Podcast. And you can also email us with any of your comments or suggestions for future episodes at Second Impressions Podcast at gmail.com. Uh... <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to Keegan for the art. Thank you, Travis, for our music, and thank you guys for listening. My name is Danica. My name is Emma. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, oh, yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah. Bye. You're great. We love you. Bye. <laughs>